Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. I'm, of course, Ben, and it's great to have you company for episode 149. This week on Toy Power, I'm joined today by... This is Frank, well, hoy hoy. And... Darren here? Yes, and... that's right. Yes, <laughs> you your remember name is Darren. Know, yeah. Hello, Tick Darren. Ding. You're, you're not Trent, you're Darren. <laughs> I'm not Trent. I'm not Trent. <laughs> you passed. <laughs> that's right. All right. Is Ding. that who, uh, only one of two ways I could go, I guess. I was either Darren or Trent. That's it. Yeah. Uh, luckily for, for Trent, I'm Darren. <laughs> lucky, luckily for Darren, you're not Trent. Okay. Oh, this is getting a bit freaky for All right. Now. So um, yes. on this episode today, we're going to talk about the YouTube copia laws. So that's uh, a bit of a uh, you know concern oh, yeah. going around the interwebs at the moment. Uh, we're going to then, um, you know, throw a bit of a positive light into show and tell, and uh, we've each brought something to the table which we will talk about, and then we'll see how we're going for time. And uh, we, of course, have to celebrate the fact this is episode one forty nine. Forty nine. Forty nine. So you know what that means? The next episode is going to be a big one. So we'll talk a bit. We'll uh, wrap the episode up with some uh, p- potential things that we have in mm. the works for one. 50. The big one. 50. All right. So apologies, this is going to be a bit of a sour topic, but this is, of course, the copia laws. Yeah. And, uh, important first laws, laws, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Very important. So, Frank, uh, you know, for those that don't know about this, who've been living under a rock and, uh, you know, <laughs> haven't listened to a podcast before, tell us what uh, YouTube, uh, you know, is going through at the moment and, yeah, potentially yeah. slapping over to the... Uh, the creators yeah yeah so look it's a bit of a, a bit of a mess but basically if you've uh, spent any time on youtube you might have seen some of your favorite creators putting up videos that mention the word copper or c-o-p-p-a uh, that stands for the children online's privacy protection act it's basically a law uh, that was passed uh, i think in sort of the late 90s and it's about not being able to identify kids on the internet uh, and use that data for, for marketing or advertising purposes. For the purpose of this, uh, they're defining children as anyone under the age of 13. And when we get into this story, the, the other acronym I'm going to throw around is the FTC, which is a Federal Trade Commission, which is basically the American version of what we consider the ACCC in terms of they're the, the regulatory body who um, delve into the legal side of things. Okay, so basically what happened is earlier in the year, YouTube or slash Google were basically found guilty of breaching copper law. So, and what this law says is that it is illegal to obtain the information of children online without the express consent of their parents. YouTube not only did that, but they were caught red handed selling that information to online marketers and say, hey, if you want to target these kids, you know, 10 to 13, we've got their data pay us money and you can send your advertisements their way really brazen and they got busted busted to the tune of a 175 million dollar fine now granted that's probably a drop in the ocean for google but still but it certainly uh made them look into their own backyard and think hell we cannot continue to get these fines moving forward 
this might be the first of many, so yeah. to speak, if we don't uh, tighten up our belt and sort Correct. something out. And part of that being found guilty was, apart from the, obviously the monetary fine, is they had to implement a system that would then change this to make that information not accessible. Part of what they've done is instituted a system-wide change so anyone who's ever uploaded a video to YouTube now has to flag, is this video for kids, yes or no, basically. The content is, they have an algorithm to say that will go through all the channel, every video on YouTube and what YouTube determines is yes or no. Now, I think until the 1st of January, creators have the, the option to change that. They go, no, I'm sorry, YouTube, you flagged this incorrectly. Or, hey, you missed this one. It is actually for kids. Now, you might go, all right, well, how is this a story? That sounds pretty straightforward. What happens is the FTC, who are the ones who are enforcing this law, uh, basically put out a, uh, they did an interview type thing. And the creator, but the creator, the FTC basically said, we are coming for creators if from the 1st of january if your video is not flagged correctly you are technically in breach of the law and we will come and find you yep right to the tune of what forty two thousand dollars forty two thousand dollars and, and that's US a fine per that, video yeah and that's a fine to the person that uploaded the video Correct. not not youtube itself but yes to the, and yeah. that's the controversial because youtube have basically gone they put out a, a like a six or eight minute video of someone talking to camera going, this is the law, this is what you need to do to comply with it. But then right at the this end... This is they, how to do it on your own video. Here's the settings yeah. to change. Then the, they, But then they've sort of just like done the Julius Caesar and washed their hands of it because they've gone, oh, we can't actually tell you what uh, kid, uh, kid orientated, or sorry, made for kids. We can't actually tell you if your video is that. We're not lawyers. Go consult a lawyer. Yeah, go and con yeah. It's on you. And so this is the thing that's got people up in arms because they go, hang on, you've instituted this law and I don't think there's anyone out there who disagrees with the law. They shouldn't be you know, trying to capture this data of these children. But now it's being put back on the creators to basically say, if you don't flag your video appropriately, you're going to get fined by the FTC. Now, one thing that's been brought up, there was a, if you want a really good breakdown of this whole thing, there's a Lego reviewer, Jang Bricks, does really, really good Lego reviews. And he actually breaks down this whole situation really, really quite well. Uh, now, being a Lego reviewer, he's right in the, the sights of the FTC for this because it, what it's deemed as for kids is if you actually read through the law, anything that is attractive to kids, so that's toys, that's animation, that's gaming, there's a huge variety of content out there. Now, we know... Basically, anything from the geek culture. Yeah, essentially. Or, or most things from the game. And, and see, this is the thing, right? Someone who is, say, you're an FTC worker and you, your job is to go through and potentially pick out people who uh, are, you know, haven't flagged their content, you're not going to know. You're not going to sit there and watch a 25-minute video from Jangbricks, for example, and go, oh, this content, yes, it features Lego, but it's not aimed at kids. Are you no you're going to look at the thumbnail you're going to skip through the video in a couple of places and that's it and yet on that basis you're going to go yes or no so the whole thing is is really a bit of a mess um there's no black and white checkbox yeah, criteria right. it's it's exactly that that it's this this full-on gray mush of yeah uh you know we don't know you need to con go and consult a lawyer Correct. whether you, you think this is out. yeah and that's the bit that's really gotten a lot of people upset is they just go all right, I understand we have to comply with these laws. I'm cool with that, you know. Children's uh, identities should be kept 
off the internet but how do i know if i'm in compliance uh dear youtube how do i know i don't know ask a lawyer and the, the risk of getting it wrong is at $42,000 US per video, even if you have, if you're a big channel and you've got hundreds of videos, even if you have 10 videos that are not flagged correctly and technically breach this law, you're up for, you know, nearly half a million dollars. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Scary. Very it's scary. really, really scary. So, yeah, it's... Uh, as the Jang Bricks does it really, really well, uh, one of the things, my first thought when sort of reading up about this is I went, oh, well, this is the FTC is an American body. So I'm like, I'm an Australian. It doesn't matter. Incorrect because the YouTube, the servers and the service actually resides in America. So it's under American law. Now, the fact that I've uploaded my content from Australia doesn't really matter. It's irrelevant. Yeah, because you, so in that case, it still qualifies You're under... playing in the US. Playing, playing in the US space. Exactly right. Yeah. One of the things that a lot of people are mistaken is that people go, oh, well, this is copper's fault. And you go, actually, no. They're the ones who are just enforcing a law that's actually been around since the 90s. Yeah, and on the face of it, it doesn't sound that horrific. As you said, we don't want children's data Correct. being passed around from company to company yeah. willy-nilly and them targeting ads and you know, doing doing what they do, treating them as if they're customers when they're children. They should yeah. have a childhood. And no problem thing. with that. It's, any of that. It's essentially yeah. the reason why He Man never punched anyone in the face. Correct. You know, in the Same in the eighties cartoon. You know, he wasn't allowed to. Why they put the spin on the uh, uh, what's it called at the end of the episode? The um, oh, the moral of morals the story. Of the story yeah. And yeah, things, yeah, yeah. And and that one time he does punch in one of the Shira episodes when he comes up to the horse trooper, he makes it very clear. It's a robot. robot. <laughs> yeah. Take that robot. Yeah. <laughs> clang, <laughs> clang. Did you just say clang? Yeah, <laughs> Exactly right. <laughs> um, now you might sort of go, well, why has this become a bit of a thing? What's the big deal about flagging your video as for kids, right? The for kids flag essentially, uh, and we'll get into a little bit of the detail, but essentially hides your video from the internet. Now it doesn't actually remove it, but what it does remove is there's no targeted ads on it, which is essentially what this law was really about. So you don't have uh, the title cards at the end. So you know when you finish watching a YouTube video and there's a suggested videos or like the next video from that person's channel, that goes away. No comments on any comments on that video are totally disabled. There's no community tab. You don't get notifications. So let's say you're subscribed to Jang Bricks or whatever it is. He puts up a new video unless you go physically searching for it if it's flagged for kids you will not even know it exists um so it and essentially that may not mean much to us if you're just a, a youtube viewer if you go and look at what pixel dan does and, and admire what the foolish does from a distance doesn't really impact on us these guys these guys who make their money off of youtube that that is part of their income the monetization monetization correct that yeah. monetization is estimated to be slashed by as much as 80 to 90 percent yeah because yep. of this flagging as for kids. Yeah. I think it very much does affect us, particularly if we can't find stuff that was targeting us and or people like us who, who are into that. And I can see this happening very, very early on, that things are uh, aimed at the adult collector by the creator yep. and are mistakenly put into a different box or because they, they don't want this terrible fine and who can blame them? Yeah. They, they tick the for kids box to avoid that and you just never see it yeah. so I see that as huge impact not to the obviously to the degree of, of the impact of, on what it is on a creator yeah, yeah. but but someone who lives and breathes toys and pop culture and that I, I kind of want to access 
that stuff as much as possible. Well, well, then on the flip side, you could say, oh, it's for kids, swear during the video or, you know, talk about a... Some, adult, a, a, adult themes, a, yeah. Adult themes or, you know, yeah, and then and then get flagged as not, this is not for kids and look what you've done, so to yeah, speak. So yeah. you, it's a... Older because you accidentally ticked the wrong box. Well, mm. th- not not just that, but because there's no criteria of checkboxes to say that you're not allowed to swear in yep. anything for you know there's nothing it's yeah. just it's just black and white it's, it's, it's such a grey area if of, you think kids will watch this yeah, video tick this yeah. box you know it's yeah. not like a G rating or a PG rating or an M or a MA yeah. or whatever else it's just a you know for kids or uh, or it's a, an adult one but yep. there's no criteria to say what you know, measurements are measured for each mm. has anyone heard what this would mean um a, did a bit of research and I couldn't find out what this would mean for YouTube Premium or YouTube Red subscribers That's around an interesting point. around uh, being able to find content or or not because obviously if you're subscribing you're an adult mm. um, paying with a credit card that you can yep. only have if you're an adult. Yep. Just wondering how that comes not into sure. play. Good question. I, I, one of the things I'm not sure about, which is related to that, is the ability to search for these videos. So I'm going to use Pixel Dan as an example, and Pixel Dan is another one like Jang Bricks, put out a very straightforward talking to His camera was great. that really sort of broke it down. And in typical Pixel Dan style, he still had a positive spin on it right at the end. So yeah. good, l- good luck to him. Because uh, this is going to impact on him quite a lot. Massively. massively yeah. And, yeah. And, and thankfully, in his case, he's got a few other sort of things in the works that they're going to supplement that lost income. Yeah, the YouTube uh, premium is a really interesting one. The question I'm still not sure on is the ability to search for a video. So let's say you know Pixel Dan has done a review of the latest, you know, Master Universe Origins when that comes out. Uh, even if you're a subscriber, you're not going to be notified in any way that, hey, the video is there. I'm not sure if you were to search for that, if it even shows up, that Mm. the only way to even find it is to know that, hey, today's the day, he should have the review up, click onto his channel, go into latest videos and find it that way. Now, that you may go, so what? But most YouTubers will tell you, and Ben, perhaps you can speak to this, is that that suggested thing or that, you know, latest video or being linked or suggested through sort of like-minded advertising, that's how you get your content found, right? Yeah, that's right. And this is going to kill the anyone up and coming. So maybe for Pixel Dan, he'll survive on the sense that he's spent 13 years building up his street cred and yep. he's you know become a celebrity, a, yeah. a celebrity mm. in the um you know in this world of uh in you know s- cyber world mm. but you know let's say i decide okay i'm gonna have another shot at youtube and things you'll never see me because yeah. no one will know to go look for me no yep. one will see my videos uh pop up on their yeah, screens exactly i'll, I'll just remain a nobody uh from start to finish because yep. i wasn't they're pre-2020. Pre, pre the law, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, there's, this is also impacted. I know uh, Robo from the Foosh, basically, he's done He's done his... Yeah, he does the, the weekly yes, sort of roundups. Yep. That's it. He's done. His yeah. very and last Trent, one. Trent was a massive fan of that. Yeah. He, he mm. said uh, as much as Trent was time poor and everything for uh, watching everything, he was a Made regular uh, subscriber to that. Yeah, and Robo's basically gone... Not worth it. I'm taking my stuff to Patreon. Uh, to his credit, it's he's basically just going, look, minimum, you give me a dollar and you get all the content. Um, but he's essentially going, look, it's it's not worth it, you know, for the time and effort and the, the money, money that he's going to lose from that. Why would he continue to use this platform that clearly 
doesn't want to seem to support its creators, right? Yeah. That that's probably mm-hmm. the big thing out of this is YouTube have gone, yeah, we got but we got busted, we broke the law, but now it's you guys who are going to pay if you don't flag it incorrectly. And the bit that blows my mind, which I still don't understand, you know, this forty-two thousand dollar fine. That's the law actually states that it's because you are collecting these kids' data. At no point has any YouTube creator actually collected the kids' data. It was YouTube we're, the we're entire not time. Money, you know, or we're not getting the, the uh, yeah. yeah. As a creator, we're, we're not getting that data to do anything with. YouTube are, and even if a video is incorrectly flagged, guess what? YouTube still get the data. So why the hell am I, as the creator, being asked to pay this ridiculous fine? Mm. I don't. Yeah. It's just yeah. ridiculous. So talking about that, talking about the robo uh, deleting all his video, you mm. know, going Stopping, Patreon. Yeah only so for my instance i uh, started doing videos back in uh, the mid 2000s yes. when i moved up to the country for that thing and i had no one i had i was passionate toy collector with no facebook no yeah. online services nothing i had no reach out small country town no one wanted anything to do with toys so mm. i started making youtube videos and they were corny they were bad quality <laughs> the audio was terrible but i had fun doing it oh, yeah. and I was say you within tons of fun. within a um short while i started connecting to a few australian uh viewers hmm. who could see you know through all the bad it, quality yeah. and things that i had true passion yep. so my videos consisted of a lot of transformer videos my name was transformer nuts you know because i was so heavily passionate into transformers g1 transformers at the time yeah a lot of collection videos um then on to ninja turtles comics uh, masters you know all that sort of stuff and then um light years after uh, i did a few youtube videos with uh, the toy power logos yeah and, yeah, yeah. And trent took grabbed the camera and used my channel to promote uh yeah. you know some of his reviews and For things sure. because i already had a built up um, you had a fan base there yeah exactly mm. so i had uh, close to a hundred videos or something let's mm. say I, I didn't count them all i didn't look i um before i uh, did the devastating big delete button so to clarify you actually deleted your entire channel I, so my channel's still there, so I can yep. go and view and comment and things as Transformer Nut. That mm-hmm. will always be there. But yep. as for the videos I uploaded, including the ones that um, we did as Toy Power and everything, yep. they are all gone. So right. you go to my Transformer Nut page, um, you won't find any uploaded videos. Okay. You'll just find the videos that I've liked, yep. that I've favorited, that I've built. You know, oh, these are my favorite songs. Yeah, so, you know, this yeah. is my music collection video. Of, well, of actually, other character of other people's. What's interesting? Things. Sorry, just to interject, but that's one other thing you can't do for a video that's flagged as this is for kids. You cannot add it to a playlist. No, see, my my video collection will j- drop in half there yeah, of, exactly. of what I've saved over you know twenty years of yeah. uh, being on YouTube. Mm. Uh, so that was pretty hard to do. Like I I, I gave it a night's thought, mm. so I went to bed. You know, heard Slept all this information. It. Um, thought about it, put it out to Discord, like, guys, this is where my headspace is at. Um, You know, some people through said, just flag everything for kids and things. Mm. And I said, well, what if that's not enough? You know, what if one, even one of being fined once $42,000 would just... life-changing money, right? It would would Mm. kill me, you know. Yeah, I'd essentially have to sell most of this collection just to pay for it. (laughs) And then where do I... How do I feel after that? You yeah, know, it's yeah, not yeah. not fun. It's not worth it. Um, so I slept on it. I talked to my wife, and uh, I said, I, I broke it down to this, and this is uh, part on me. 
Uh, I'm now in an age of I'm now on Facebook. Obviously, yep. I wasn't at the time. I never used. I wasn't on Facebook till I moved back to Adelaide. So that was many years after I started creating YouTube videos. Uh, I always keep my kept my face hidden in videos. That was just sort of my thing. Yep. I never gave my alias uh, away. Um, back then, I wasn't Instagram. Didn't even know what Instagram yeah. was. I don't think it was a thing. I was still probably using ICQ back then. <laughs> um, no, not that old. But uh, <laughs> I, um, you know. Uh, I've found a lot more fun format just taking photos. Yep. You know, taking a photo versus doing all the editing and the stuff for the videos. Video is a lot of work. Oh, yeah. and I could never get the quality of audio. You know, I'd get I'd get a nice picture and then the audio would be bad and then I'd get the audio right and the, the picture would be bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. And then I went through different audio uh, editing software and I could never get, you know, nice uh, frames that you know interchanging from yep. uh, segment to segment. It just it was so corny. It was mm. uh, terrible, and um, I could I could never compete on the same level as the the rising of Pixel Dan and yep. things. You know, uh, not that I ever wanted to, mm. but you know, seeing um, them, seeing how what the they could do, it, it's yeah. like ugh. You know, <laughs> I felt kind of embarrassed. Just for a uh, you know an insight, you know, some of my Lego Batman videos uh, had over a million hits. Like, oh, wow. and, like, so I wasn't I wasn't just a, a total nobody. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and uh, I had people commenting, you know, oh, I watched this video five years ago, and I, you know, still watching it today. And oh, cool. Other people, mums would come in, and my son can recite this word for word, like oh, you know. So that was great. very touching, and yeah. that was when I was in in the answering every person that commented. And as the years gone by, I I haven't come I haven't replied to a comment in years. Yeah, you know, they yeah. come up on my email. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, what and else? that's it. I've now got the podcast. That's yeah, my that's, that's your my outlet. you know outlet. And I um you know love this podcast. And I I'm much better on this podcast than I felt I was ever by myself doing the YouTube videos. Uh, you were wonderful on both. Don't <laughs> thank you. Thank don't you. Let yeah. That. Well, that that was that was uh, that was me solo Ben. You yeah. know what I mean? Before I Ben found... solo, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a painting. Before you became, before I'll find you each forty two thousand dollars. You're owned by Disney yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Before you became Kylo Ren. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's... Um, yeah. So uh, that was me being solo, and then I, you know, found the t- SA toy community, yeah. and it's just All spawned off stuff, from there. Yeah. Uh, so you know, because I hadn't used youtube for so long it mm. wasn't such a hard decision to Didn't make mean a lot to uh, you, yeah. i because the videos were so average and i mm. wasn't exactly uh you know ex- excited that you know it, it was it's a big part of my history yep. i'm not it's not something i hold dear to my heart you know oh look how freaking awesome it wasn't yeah. you know 1986 aliens which still holds <laughs> up today you know it, it's it's more like I um think your passion yeah. for what you're talking about Always came through. Well, I think, I think that's, and I always enjoyed your videos. That's yeah. that's where that's how I held on, you know, yeah. because I had but so much was... passion in my videos. It wasn't quite the you know uh, quality that I wanted, but yeah. the passion was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and your passion and enthusiasm comes out on here too. So this yeah. outlet is is another excellent way for you to channel that. Yeah. So thank you. Um, so I I did. I hit the big delete button. Yeah, deleted right. all videos. I've got. I probably got majority if I did have to majority the original of them originals, files. but yep. um, you know, not that I'm you know that pressed that I still have them. Mm. I, I'd happy if I couldn't find them, I wouldn't oh, well. lose any sleep. Yeah, uh, but it's you know it's not something I wanted to do. It's not mm. something pre 
uh, October or November that I was thinking, you know, I'm gonna, tomorrow I'm going to go and delete my YouTube yeah, video, yeah. you know, channel, so to speak. And it did hurt. It, it, it hurt more because you guys were on the YouTube video because t- uh, the podcast, you know, featured yeah. a few episodes because we always talked about... Let's let's putting the show on YouTube. Let's put on the show. Yeah. Let's get you know. We did try that for a few cameras and stuff, cameras yeah. and things, and you know that's where a lot of people find new listeners and yeah. things through Agreed. YouTube and stuff. And uh, there's always that. How do we broaden our you know um, reach out? Yeah, our mm. net of and things. Uh, and that was talked about numerous times. We never quite got there in the sense of a regular uh, time slot. But um, yeah, it, that so. If anything, it hurt more f- mm. from this Toy Power podcast history thing, and but I didn't want because my name was affiliated with it. it yeah. I I could not risk it, and no, uh, I, I apologize, uh, you know, for being selfish in that reason. But mm. I, I, guys, I, you know, a forty-two no, totally yeah, dodging a forty-two thousand dollar US fine is not being selfish. No, you right. did what you had to do. Yeah, I'm grateful that you did it. As as sad as I am, as well to see it go, yeah. I just. The idea that they could come after you or come after us, mm. just and, it doesn't bear thinking about. And my segue to this is how many other people in this headspace, you know, the not maybe not the Pixel Dans and things yep. of the world who think, you know, they're probably smart enough to know what levels they mm. can and can't get away with. But, you know, the, the um, average Joe Blow who's, you know, a bit like you, who had a YouTube channel ten years ago, haven't yeah. touched it, haven't given it a second thought, yeah. probably haven't even heard this sto- this breaking story, and yeah, all of a sudden they get a, a knock on the door from the FTC going, "Pay up because you haven't flagged your mm. content." Yeah, yeah, I agree, and so that's probably the moral of the story here is to go, "Hey, if you've ever at any stage in your life had a YouTube account with her, I've got my own personal one. We also have one for the show now, a bit like." what ben was saying it's mainly just a little bit of promo stuff but literally the the show one it's got toy in the name right that's what the name of the channel is so i just flagged the whole lot as four kids now it doesn't really affect us because we're not creators we're not relying on that for our income or whatever and so for the i think a dozen videos that's another easy way i i was able to hit the delete button because i'm not I haven't got any finances for that. For yeah, over, exactly. We're not you know, monetizing years, our yeah. content, and and so I, I I'm not relying on that. You know, hoping oh cool, here's another check in the mail. Yeah, you know, that's gonna that's gonna put food on my table <laughs> tomorrow night. Yeah, but some people um, do that's exactly the thing. exactly, and that's the concerning thing. And and people will make another outlet to you know do yeah. and you know everyone's saying you can go Patreon only, but then you know will there be it's enough behind a paywall? Really, exactly. Mm, yeah. And and how do you discover people? You know, how do new people discover uh, pre-existing people out there if mm. all their stuff is on Patreon? You know, how do yeah. I find out how good, um, you know, Robo, Hydro yeah. Man is is out there? You know, if if, if I didn't discover him, video. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. He might be the best, you know, damn reviewer of. Uh, but you don't know exactly, mm. you know, and and I I'll never find him because all his stuff's on. You know, it's just word of mouth, yeah. and sometimes that's not enough. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think you've summed it up really well. I think it's a watch this space moment. I think we're going to hear yeah. a lot of what you said about people that haven't accessed their account for many, many years. Maybe even some people that, you know, as terrible as it sounds, may not even be be around or be with us mm. anymore. And I can think of some off the top of my head mm. that, that have passed away that have um, um, YouTube videos. Content my YouTube, my, yeah, my um, close friend... Um, Steve Young, who I've talked about on the show a number of times, he used to do a lot of cosplay videos and he used mm. to do something called Spidey Steve. And 
you know, that that was aimed at everyone. And, you know, it was all very innocent and about, you know, uplifting people. And you just enjoyed cosplay, toys, pop culture, all the stuff that, that people in this community do. And you just wanted to share that with the world. You know, nothing nothing sinister about it. Not trying mm. to make any cash. Not trying yep. to, to um, get children's data to then on sale. Yep. Just wanting to do something and express his love of, of pop culture and, and put a smile on people's faces. You know, it it terrifies me to think that, you know, they, they could be chasing people like that that yeah. can't take their videos down. And that's, that's an interesting one as far as you're right. That's I, I don't know that anyone's really considered that, that angle of it. Uh, the, the bit that still just bores into my brain is that YouTube have in the case of Steve right YouTube have this algorithm that supposedly goes through and they may have flagged some of his stuff as for kids but it's a computer program right and even YouTube themselves in their little tutorial video said we've done this automated thing but it's a computer it's not perfect we, and YouTube algorithms are dodgy at the best of times right how many times have you gone I've clicked on this video and you, YouTube goes oh because you like this you must like this you must like this as well and you're like the two are in no way related thanks exactly thanks YouTube right. like so I would not be trusting an algorithm so uh, the, uh, the only hope I can say in Steve's case is that the algorithm does its job mm-hmm. uh, otherwise I would you know I don't know what to suggest in, in that case Darren but yeah, what yeah, no the idea. message the message I would say to people a bit like what I've done with the toy power one and even my own personal one look my own personal YouTube account has maybe five videos on that one of it is actually uh, memorial for my daughter mm. and you know because it's got a baby's face on the the thumbnail I had to flag it now at the end of the day because of you know that's it's I don't I think it's even a private video it's not a publicly shared one but you know I've obviously sent the link out to family and friends mm. and stuff but that I have to flag it at all is just a real that a real is insult. Horrific. Yeah, uh, but, I, I can't put that into words. How angry that just makes me feel. Yeah, but that, that that's go in there as sad it. as it is. That's the law, and I so, know. But I'm really sorry you had to do it. Yeah, and I appreciate that, mate. But you extrapolate this out further and go, all right. So people get pissed off with YouTube. I'm going to take my content elsewhere, Patreon or or Vimeo or Daily Mo- yeah. All these. Are, guess what? Copper law still applies to exactly. those formats exactly. as well. Absolutely. So it's, you, it's YouTube's really just the biggest boat in the correct. sea at the moment. So yeah, so yeah. it's going to be a really interesting time. And and Pixel Dan, if you, I really strongly suggest you check out Jang Bricks and Pixel Dan's video. There's some other ones from the likes of uh, Optibotomus and a few of the others who get a little bit sort of ranty about the whole thing. Jang Bricks and, and Pixel Dan are the two that are really on the level. On the le- they analyze it and go, hey, let's be realistic about this. Let's not you know shoot the messenger per se. Mm. Let's think about what this means. Um, uh, I thought I haven't seen the other one, but I saw Pixel Dan's and I thought he he was really fair, really he straight was, up yep. uh, with what the information meant. Um, as you said, uh, wasn't really laying blame at the laws and and articulated you know the rationale behind the laws. It's mm. obviously and all the enforcement. In fact, he kind of kind of agreed with them. Is the consequences that have been imposed by YouTube that, exactly that it's, are quite unreasonable? Yeah, yeah, and this this they are comply. YouTube are passing it off as we're complying with the law. 
wash our hands our part's done it's over to you guys and you go do you know what this probably wouldn't have been a thing if a you had a proper service that prevented kids from under 13 if, signing if you up didn't, if you didn't and if you, get greedy in exactly, the first place yeah. if you didn't exactly, knowingly break the Greed. law knowingly break the law and just try and make money off of it and now the creators are the ones yeah. who suffer from it what kind of a and that at that point as a creator you go why do i even want to be on this because I, I believe what's happened at the start when youtube was small They'll be like, oh, we just need to make sure if there's if it's a kids sort of program video, you know, yeah. they, they do their flagging or whatever. Let's make sure that we don't show a advertisement for Terminator Dark Fate, Correct. you know, in a, at the end. So they they put those analytics to make sure. Let's show them a toy video. Yep. And then and then they would have quickly worked out. Hang on a second. We can we, sell. We, that. we can sell that. We yep. can make sure the highest bidder is on these ads and Correct. you know let's let's go straight to mattel and hasbro and yep. you know for their toy companies and all the you know the cinema shows and things yeah. and then they would have started and then they would have all comes back to they, money they, they would have yeah um started building more analytics oh look you know this person's watched all these yeah. videos and yeah so it is yeah. youtube's fault for not regulating that from the start though yeah. i mean if you look at a television network for example yes they've got kids programming and yes they have advertising there's so but there many laws strict, around that yeah, yeah there are strict laws in place to ensure what gets advertised and when yeah and the fact that youtube have been a law unto themselves for too long is not something that creators should have to wear yeah exactly right yeah so it's uh yeah very interesting time so if you're wondering why you're you're having trouble finding your favorite creators videos and stuff that's as of uh, january 1 i think this all comes into effect so that uh that would be why mm. all right let's check out the next topic hey yeah something a bit lighter would be nice what do we got oh show and tell it's about as light and as nice no, I, as you I, I get. feel uplifted. I've, <laughs> I've definitely got a big smile on my face. All right, who's going to go first? All right, I'll kick us off. We've uh, got here today, this is the, uh, as we know, I've sold a, a lot of my Transformers in recent times, and this is one that I've actually sort of held on to. It's basically a combination of two Transformers. This is from the Cybertron line, very near and dear to me. And this is actually a Galaxy Force Optimus, which for anyone who knows the line, it's a large leader class Optimus Prime. Instead of the red and the blue, you've got red and black, right? So straight away, he looks a bit more intimidating. He looks boss. He looks boss, right? What, what year are we talking? So Cybertron, uh, what year? 2005, 2006, right. thereabouts. Yeah. So he's a little bit old now, a little bit hard to find leader class even in his default mode he's got this sort of like jet wing pack and these missiles that come over the top but then you combine him with a, a robot called wing saber and he's another he's basically a bit of a jet fire homage right he's got sort of uh, it turns into a, a jet that has more missiles than should be legal to carry under the wings uh, but he can actually then attach to Optimus Prime as his gigantic backpack with extendable wings, uh, this ridiculous cannon that pokes over the top, uh, and then some armaments that sort of attach to his uh, his hips and like even he's got rockets that sit at like ankle level, right? And then these two swords and this big golden chest plate. I actually went to the point of getting the japanese version of this so anything that's gold or silver is all chrome right it's all that vac metal sort of stuff and so with the red and red and the black and the the chrome it just looks amazing he's his absolutely boss thing 
really is how I can best describe. It. And it's 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 the I'd, the closest thing I'd equate it to is in the modern movie verse where you see Optimus combines with Jetfire in the movies, and he's got the big cannons and he can fly for a bit. It's a non Michael Bay version of that, yeah, right? Cool. Like yeah. it just yeah. looks amazing. Probably and got the idea for that. Yeah, that toy, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, really, really cool. Uh, yeah, despite selling off a bunch of my Cybertron stuff, this is one that I've gone. Do you know what? I'm just going to put it on my. I love this because it's cool shelf, and that's where it's going to stay. It, it's up nice and high, so it's intimidating. It looks because like he's got this huge wingspan and, and the big cannons over the top. The chrome is always nice, and the chrome's in really good condition. Look, value-wise, if I had to sell it, it'd be in excess of $150 worth, um, but that's sort of not important. Um, yeah, I, I love this guy. It's actually, I mean, Ben can probably speak to this. We, I had it for sale at one point uh, at one of the toy fairs we were at, and because he was big and impressive, I thought it might draw people in, sitting at the back of the table. Anyway, somebody at the front of the table pushed something that moved something, and he actually took a dive off the table. Bang! It was one of those situations where a big noise, and everybody looked around going, oh, what was that? Who broke what? Pieces did fall off of him, but to Hasbro's credit, the bits that come off were designed to pop off. You could, you know, put the hinges back together, and it's all still functions perfectly cool. well. Cool. Quality toy. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's got lights and sounds. Oh, it's got sound features. It's certain you press a button and stuff. I've taken the batteries yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say, want, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a yeah. big big fear of that. You Same. don't want corrosion yeah, yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, yeah that, is, uh, that is my show-and-tell toy. Bloody awesome. Yeah. That's a lo- yeah, very very intimidating, as you spoke yeah. about. Yeah, Massive. love it, love it. All right, me- for me, I'm uh, going to do one of my very few Mezco 112 mm. collective uh, figures, and I'm doing the almighty Judge Dredd. <laughs> I um, I freaking love Judge Dredd, and no matter what uh, anyone says about the the uh, Stallone film, yep. I, that's what brought me to know Judge Dredd. Okay, like, you know, I, I that was your first introduction yes, to the character. Correct, yeah. correct. And then uh, the Dread film of uh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Yeah. Oh, talk about perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then over the years, of course, I've got the crossovers, Batman, Judge Dredd, and um, I've got the legendary comic book heroes, Judge Dredd figure uh, that also uh, came with Judge Death uh, mm. as a character, so yep. that was cool. Uh, but um, this is sort of my adult collector yeah. you know, orientation, uh, Judge Dredd. And uh, this came... I. I bought I picked this up in 2015 so it would have been released I believe the same year so he's not super old but uh, talk about quality you know he's got the leather outfit he's got a real zip uh, on his front of his (laughs) chest that I've never once wanted to unzip who wants to unzip Judge Dredd anyway but (laughs) but the fact that there's you know it's real like it's 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 amazing a real uh, metal uh, chain that goes to its badge um, he's got a buttload of different hand, uh, you know, mm. alternate, uh, hands, alternate and hands and things. He's got a baton. He's got um, sort of grenades or, uh, you know, on his that holster to his belt. He's got a little uh, knife or something, yeah, nightstick. And then he's got the knife that sticks out into his uh, uh, boots and things. He's just armed to the teeth. Uh, of course, his helmet does not come off, which is uh, very <laughs> faithful to the uh, comic book and things. He's got his, um, I forget, the gun's got a special name. Uh, oh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, this gun's got, he, he's got his token weapon and things. Uh, the eagle uh, sort of shoulder, shoulder 
pad is as as enormous as it is in the comic books, <laughs> which is just awesome. Uh, often it's downplayed in the movies for a sensibility aspect, but this is larger than life. Uh, this is almost a real eagle embossed <laughs> in gold and stuck onto his shoulder, which I love. Uh, he's just a freaking awesome figure. Uh, the um, quality of Mezco 112 is outstanding, so the outfit is seamlessly, yeah. you know, uh, on the figure. And uh, I've got absolutely nothing but praise to. Yeah, he comes up with a base, which is the uh, the shield, you know, of the, oh, um, the dread shield. Yeah, the yeah. dread shield, which he's famous for, with the dread uh, name sprawled across it. Uh, just a freaking awesome figure and um, one of uh, f- the f- very, very few Mezco 112 figures that I have in my collection. Uh, keep... And it's just a Hot Toys shrunk down into a six-inch yeah. size. So. I've often admired it. I wasn't aware it was Mezco. But yeah. When I come in here, I've often admired it and thought, what a great-looking Judge Stratton. And it certainly is. Mm. Yeah, I've been tempted to get into the, the Mezco stuff. I've even messaged old mate Sam at Nerds Paradise yeah. a couple of times going, oh, there's a Moon Knight figure that looks sick. And you you know they always take forever to come in and they're, they're around that sort of 120 dollar mark so it's it's kind of because this is when you're looking at it for those who aren't familiar with the mezco 112 it's it's marvel legend size exactly that would sit with, next, with sit equal next. articulation all hidden under correct a beautiful, it looks like a real outfit, thing yeah. you don't see, you don't have any like hinge joints yeah. because it's hidden by the costume and you'd get the same effect on a, a spider-man for example that has the the sort of spandex look so these are movie as you said a shrunken down hot toys that just look amazing uh still pretty expensive when you compare them to a marvel legends but the same articulation but with a movie aesthetic yeah. it's just gorgeous there are a couple of variants out there so there's a one where he's wearing a more bluish uh outfit and there's uh, like a very light blue and then there's yep. another one with a deeper blue outfit that it comes with a chopper his chopper his famous oh, um, yes. bike yeah yeah and he comes with a like a um what do you call it uh t- not not a tarp but what's the mexicans wear uh, bandana no 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 a, a, right over like a, a raincoat uh, um, type um yep i can't think of it poncho poncho like yep. he comes with a poncho to wear while he's riding the chopper yep. and things so as a cover uh, but this one, he's wearing the sort of more black outfit, which mm-hmm. is the standard release, uh, which is still cool by itself. But yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of options out there if uh, for the diehards the that want it all. Yeah, very cool. So, mm. And Darren, what have you got to show for us tonight? Well, I have taken a a step towards the retro, which is probably no. You're not a fan of retro. I'm, I'm very much get a fan out of retro. <laughs> uh, you know me. I just can't let go. um, So I've chosen the Super 7 Vintage Masters of the Universe Filmation style line um, Shadow Weaver figure that came out in Wave 4. As as people would remember, the Maddie Collector did a Shadow Weaver in 2012 and um, as part of their um, club exclusive for, for the subscription she hasn't had a lot of figures before. Well, she's had none before then, yeah. and not a lot since then. Uh, a couple here and there. But the great thing about this is, I always wanted Shadow Weaver as a child. I always thought she was an unmet need and a natural fit for the the Horde in the Vintage Master Universe toy line. So it always felt like a gap that my collection was missing. I love the classics one, and I always will. And I, I love the other filmation one that they've got coming in Club Grayscale. Love the look of that. I haven't actually received it. But to get one in the, the five and a half inch scale that blends in perfectly with your, your vintage, vintage Master yeah. Universe collection really really does a couple of things for me. I guess it feels that I'm need, but it also feels like 
you're actively collecting that vintage line again. Yep. You, 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 you know, and I know that that line has since finished because of Origins coming um, or, or is on hold, but it's felt like because we've, you know, we're given the Shearer and the Hero and the Eldor and, and Evil Seed that we've been getting new stuff, mm. and not just redesigns in the filmation, but new characters that we'd never had before. And, and I just think that's fantastic. And, and for me, it looks like, you know, it's, it looks like it would how you would imagine it would have, would have existed in, in, in the, 80s, the 1980s. Yeah. Yep. Um, it looks very faithful to the cartoon, which is obviously where Shadow Weaver's, most of her exposures come from. And, and yeah, I just I couldn't have wanted for better. Is, it, a, is she basically like a bit of a Harley Quinn, like designed for the the cartoon? Like she didn't exist in the lore pre that's right. the animation. She was yeah. designed for the Shira Princess of Power cartoon. Yep. Um, there were rumors that there were designs that were coming for the toy line, or that um, she might have been inspired by something. But but. From what I what I've heard and what I can gather and what I've read, mm. you, you know, this is very much the filmation interpretation in in that yep. they designed the For visual that. palette, and that's probably yep. why we didn't get it in the vintage line because Mattel were pretty reluctant. They only only did three cartoon yep. um, cartoon created characters: Orko, Hot Trooper, and and the Sorceress. Um, in that line, you know, King Randall was his own thing, and yeah, yeah. and Prince Adam was created by Mattel prior to the cartoon, so you know, they they stood pretty clear from from that sort of mm. stuff. But yeah, I think she's just perfect, and and um, makes me wish that we got an Adora and a Queen Marlena yeah, in that scale right. before the line yeah, was done. You could reuse some of that buck for the the, the Queen Marlena for sure. Could. Just I paint it green, and yeah. yeah. No, I got mine recently as well. I don't buy a lot of masters, certainly not compared to the other three gentlemen here um and yeah i got that that the one darren's talking about recently sits in but i already had a spot pegged in my vintage collection where she was going to go with all the other horde guys and it just it's seamless yeah right to so anyone who looks at it and go oh, i remember he man as a kid they're not going to look at it and go wait that one looks brand shiny new compared to your old no. you know vintage stuff it's so. the kind of thing i'm waiting for people it hasn't happened yet but i'm waiting for people to say i didn't know they made shadow weaver yeah yeah because you can hear it coming now yeah yep. And uh, I love the fact that it's a seamless blend of real cloth and plastic. Yes. It's, it's, gr- it's got a fantastic. cloth sort of cape to it. Um, for the last six years, I've had a little, uh, go- uh, not a golden book, a uh, ladybird book as my um, token uh, stand-in stand for Shadow Rhythm because <laughs> it's got her on the cover. Uh, so that's been my sort of homage to, hey, there is a Shadow Weaver and she's cool. And <laughs> that's, that's sort of an image of her. And it's fantastic to add uh, a real plastic version of Shadow Weaver into, yep. the, co- into the Horde collection. Yeah, she and really uh, she looks beautiful amongst um, yeah the troops. So. She really does. And it flushes out that whole faction quite no- mm. nicely because she's so integral to, to yeah, the story. Yeah, she's in almost every episode, yeah. Mm. Well, that was a nice, positive way it to was. finish the episode. Uh, I was glad that uh, we rounded that out on, <laughs> on that note. And um, so we have some uh, really so one fifty. Let's let's you know yes. that's pretty Coming exciting. One fifty will be uh, next week, and then mm-hmm. we might we're in the um, conversations about having a maybe a break over Christmas. Yep. And then you might see one in between Christmas and New Year. Uh, that'll be um, one fifty one, and then uh, we'll continue regular uh, yep. services after into the new year. But uh, let's back to one fifty. We've got a special guest locked in, and that of mm-hmm. course is the ma- the fifth 
member of Toy Power <laughs> Podcast, and of course, Mr. Davy Damage. Is he so. that special if he's been on the show that many no, times? Well, you know, <laughs> he, he likes to think he's that special, but at least he, he wins all the quizzes. So yeah. you guys are harsh. Um, so we've 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 uh, we're thinking quizzes. We're thinking because yep. it's close to Christmas. Uh, Secret Santa yeah, between us, gift giving stuff. Um, yep. What else have we got in the pipeline for one fifty? Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too much. To be completely honest, like I think I think it's yeah a bit of a, a Christmas surprise. Let's put it that way. Yep. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I really yep. do. But yeah, we've 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 um you know talking about it. It's on the uh you know forefront of our minds. Even though we're recording this episode, we've already started putting plans in place yep. for the uh, exciting one fifty. So 150, yeah. it shall be epic of toy power who would have thought we'd get to 150 oh, it's, episodes it's crazy right? like, it is crazy yeah, yeah it seems like yesterday we were doing that episode 3 or 4 or whatever it was yeah. and we're just like ooh 150 excellent yeah. let's yeah. just hope they let me stay for another 150 <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's we'll been see. awesome yeah, yeah, all our contracts are up at the end of the year so we'll have to uh, do a whip around and That's see <laughs> See who's still employed at the end of the yeah. year. <laughs> all right. And uh, just want to say a huge shout out to the Patreons. Thank you all for supporting us. Uh, it's just amazing. And, uh, you know, all this t- uh, extra equipment and things we've got sitting on our yeah. desks as opposed to way back in episode three, you know. Sing we've come a, We've come a long, <laughs> we've de- definitely come a long way. So thank you for that. And thank you to all the passionate listeners out there as well that tune in each and every week. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you for all the conversations uh, on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, wherever yeah. you find us. Uh, we really appreciate any um, reach out. And uh, yeah, it, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, well, we certainly it. do. And please keep listening. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome we are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people want to learn more go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows well they're not more awesome than us but they're yeah. oh, oh, oh.